Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon. And this is Workplace Hugs, a podcast where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help all of us expand our toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy, but without a whole new degree. Rami, what are we talking about today? You know, Shannon, it's it's great that you ask me because I have no clue what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> These get worse and worse. I feel like once we got over the 100 episodes, it got terrible. Yeah. So this week we're talking about you, you're done with whatever your current phase is, your current job. Yep. You're trying to figure out what the next phase, career, job, whatever it is, is, and you have no clue what's some advice that we can give you on trying to figure out what that next thing is. Yeah, yeah. So in a nutshell, I have no clue what I want to do next. What should I do next? <laughs> I love your attempts at funny introductions. They're always funny attempts. to me because attempts they're... This is the key word attempts. there. <laughs> okay, let's jump in with some, some fast wisdom. My first tip here is to make getting a clue your new favorite hobby. Some folks go play rec sports at night. Some folks... Go, I don't even know. What do people do these days post-pandemic? Binge watch TV. Your new favorite hobby is to play the Finding My Purpose game every Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m. at your local favorite coffee shop, right? Like, this is your new hobby. Treat it as such. Okay. I've showed up at the coffee shop, but what do I do? We're going to talk about that in the next tip. All right. Let me do my tip then. It has nothing to do with that. So maybe you do your tip, Shannon. So okay. I'm at the coffee shop. What am I doing? Okay. So what you do at the coffee shop is engage in reflection practice. So if you're not sure where to start, we'll give you an exercise right here real time. Here's how to spend your first Thursday night. Do what we call the four columns exercise. Rami, did you ever do this at Target? Did you do it at Target? Yeah. That's where I but learned I, of it. Then I probably had to do it. Okay. <laughs> So four columns, right? Four columns on a sheet of paper. And here's the question that you're going to ask yourself in each column. Column one, what am I good at? Column two, what do I actually enjoy? Like, what are the things that give me energy? Because sometimes what you're good at and what gives you energy are not the same thing. Column three, what do I want to learn next? Column four, what does the world actually need? Because again, sometimes we have to come back to reality and remind ourselves of what is a world a need in the world that we can meet. Because again, it might not line up with some of those other things. So that would be a great place to start to begin to get some clarity on what wants to happen next in your life. So let's say you did that. <clears throat> that was the first two coffees, your first two Thursday nights. Yep. The next one, my my addition to this is think back on times in your lives and think about the most memorable stories that you remember from the time. Okay. So a good example would be like, okay, I'm going to think back at high school. What, if I'm thinking back at high school, like what are the stories that define high school for me? Mm -hmm. I promise this is going to get somewhere. No, I'm but excited already. This lines up perfectly with an exercise that I suggest to clients, by the way, I call the childhood archeology. span Exactly. You guys heard it here. It's a thing. It's a thing. So when I think about high school, I think about two different, very memorable things to me. I'll tell you about one of them. One of them was a homework assignment in AP. 
history, I don't remember which history, European history, where we were told to get into groups and we had to finish a um, a worksheet double-sided. I decided to join two groups. I had one half do one side. I had the other half do the other side, transferred the data between the two and did none of the work. (laughs) Everybody won. Everybody only did half the assignment. I did 0%. We all did tremendously. Yes. So that's a story for me that defines that portion of my high school, right? Like that's one of the key stories that I remember from that. And what I would say is like, write those things down and then start to dig into them. Like, what does that mean? For me, when I think about that story, it's I really like working with people, right? I like to facilitate. I like to work with others. Um, There's probably a lot of other things to take away from that, that my wife likes to point out that uh, it's me being sneaky and doing other things. But I like to think of it as me being a facilitator and working with others. And so I would probably say, okay, that's something I probably want a portion of this job to have. Whatever my next thing is, I want to be able to work with others and help facilitate things. So think back to middle school, high school, college, your first few years of your job. Write down those stories. And and as Shannon said, like really start to dig into them and excavate what you can that may help you understand what you want out of that next role. Yep. And when you're doing that too, this is like an impromptu tip that's coming to mind. Sometimes we can get really locked in into being like, oh my God, but this is going to be forever. And what if this is like, can I really commit to this for the next 30 years of my career? No, like let go of that. Release that. Focus on just like the next chapter. What do I want the next chapter to be? Giving yourself permission to maybe have that change again depending on what you well, find. Impromptu, I'm going to build on your impromptu with another impromptu. Amazing! <laughs> which is, we've talked about this a lot, but I think if you ask nine out of 10 people how they got where they did in their career, they wouldn't say, I chose a path and I stuck on it and this is how I ended up here. Yeah. Most of them are say, well, I did this thing and then I ended up doing this thing and then that pushed me to this thing and then layoffs and then I ended up at this company doing this other completely different thing, yeah. right? Like. You, you shouldn't get so held up on if I choose the next thing, it's going to define me forever. You should be held up on the fact that you get to choose the next thing. And that's really exciting. Yes. Yes. I love that. Rami, I think you're up with another tip. I am up. Okay. My next tip is go to your favorite places and explore them. Mm-hmm. And see what calls to you. And then go to your least favorite places and explore those. And see what calls out to you there. And what do you hate about it? Uh, I think knowing what you don't want to do is as important as what you do want to do. So go to your favorite places and your least favorite places. Pick up on the things that give you energy and the things that really take them away. And um, make note of that. Because it's important to know what you absolutely do not want from that next role. (laughs) Just as much as it is knowing exactly what you do want out of the next role. I love that. That's so fun. I want to do that right now. Um, Okay, my next tip is to make a list of what I call possible selves and then find small, tiny ways to experiment with them, to begin to test your possible selves. We talk about this in more detail in episode 82, which is all about working identity. 
So here's here's two examples that came up for me when I blew up my life five years ago. One possible self was like, oh, do I want to go work in the nonprofit space and be a leader in the nonprofit world? Another possible self that I thought of was, do I want to run for office? Another possible self that I thought of was, do I want to be a coach? And then I did small experiments with with not a lot of time commitment involved in them. Because we're, again, we're not looking for the forever. We're just looking for little ways to experiment. So for the nonprofit one, I volunteered to be on a strategy committee for a nonprofit for like a six month term to just like try it on for size, low commitment. For run for office, I went to a city council meeting. That was awful. It was very was clear. It, <laughs> oh my was God. it just like on Parks and Rec where people are like, oh this kid keeps coming to the park and he's super loud and I don't like it. Yeah, it was awful. And that made it very clear for me that I did not... <laughs> any desire to run for office because like that would be my life then it was like going and sitting in city council meetings but how wonderful that i took a a a, like whatever i don't remember how long i was there maybe for two hours of my life to run that experiment of what it might feel like to actually be in office and then know that that wasn't for me um and then with coaching it was leaning in with with practice clients of like oh, i'm just gonna try this on for size and obviously we know how the story ends and which possible self I chose to invest the most in next. Podcasting. Yeah, podcasting with Rami, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> okay, Rami, what is your next slash final tip for this episode? Connect with your old mentors and colleagues and get their take on what to do next. And then also, old mentors and colleagues have a nice network. So ask them to connect you with people. I think having been in this phase a few times in my life right like the first time was getting out of college and I was like I got a degree in this thing and I don't want to do that thing so what do I do and then eight years into my career seven years into my career I had the same moment of like I don't know what I want to do and so I met with that mentor like my coach from when I graduated college and was like hey Paul let's talk And he was like, here are the things that we talked about back then. Like, how much of that is still relevant? Yeah. Because if some of those things are still relevant, like, have you not been embracing them? Yes. And he was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I have not been embracing those. Like, I should be working on those types of things or looking for a job with those types of things. Uh, And then think about your old, like, managers or whoever that is in your network that you've had relationships with. Connecting with them and just getting a state of the state of where they're at and where you're at and kind of what that next step might be, I think is really helpful because you have to remember you worked so closely with these people for such a long period of time that they know you in a different way than you know yourself. And so it's nice to sometimes hear people say, Oh, I thought you would have been doing this and you go, Oh, why? Yeah. Yeah. That is a really interesting thought. And one thing, if I could just build on that for a minute is to consider I don't know how to explain this, but like consider skipping the life, a life chapter, you know, like don't go back or don't go to the mentors, to your current mentors in your current role or your current company, especially if you know yes. that that's not the place that you want to be. Go two more chapters back than that or one more chapter back than that. Uh, because sometimes it can be helpful for people to remind you of who you were and maybe what was lost along the way. I definitely remember having those conversations with folks myself. 
I like that. I like that, Shannon. All right, give us a recap. Okay, let's sum this up for you. What are our tips for when you have no clue what to do next? (laughs) What should you do next? First tip, make getting a clue your new favorite hobby. Give yourself some supportive structure. Make a list of favorite coffee shops you want to get to and get to them. Make a list of questions that you need to answer for yourself and sit down and commit to reflecting on each of those questions. Which is leading into tip two, engage in reflection practice. If you're not sure where to start, Robbie, this is a shameless plug, but I wasn't intending. Um, I have what I call the Cocooners Workbook on my website. I know I was clueless when I was in this phase and, and people said reflect and I was like, what the hell do you want me to reflect on? So that's what that workbook was built for. So if you want, you can go check that out on my website. Cocooners Workbook and you then turn into a butterfly. So it is a great twofer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then Rami's tip is to, um, from a reflection space, is to do what I call the, the childhood archaeology, but think about what you really loved doing when you were in middle school, high school, college, first job, and maybe it will help you remember parts of yourself that are wanting to emerge again. And then Rami's next tip was to go to your favorite places and explore them, and also go to your least favorite places and explore them, to as a way of reflection on what's calling to you and what you hate. And then uh, the next tip was to make a list of possible selves and find some small, tiny ways to experiment and test them out. And then finally, the tip of connecting with old mentors or colleagues to get their take on who you were and what might want to come next. I love this, Shannon. I feel like we, we've got a lot of good things here, but you guys probably have a lot of good things as well. So feel free to connect with us. Let us know what we've missed. Um, and we'll share that out with everybody else, uh, at workplace hugs on Instagram. Uh, and with that, I've been Rami and I've been Shannon and this has been workplace hugs. Mm -hmm.